So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start off by saying thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homies Emily Roach and Rebecca Rom. Ladies, you absolutely killed it on there. And we look forward to having you on again down the road to discuss book number two of the Uprising Trilogy. So now for episode 54 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. Say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? I hope everyone enjoyed last uh, the last episode and... I hope you're you're in for a treat right now because I can't wait to talk about this topic. Big time, same here. So for episode 54 of these conversations, we'll be discussing the spin-off out of the Karate Kid trilogy, or I guess a series, four movies. Saga. Netflix series Cobra Kai is the show we'll be discussing this episode. To start the show, so I, first of all, Matt, I'll just say I absolutely crushed Cobra Kai in a week, maybe two weeks tops is all it took for me to watch it all. And going into it, I had no very low expectations. I had heard about the show for a long time, but never really took it seriously because it started off as a, like a YouTube red show, mm-hmm. right? So a show that was Correct. produced and released on YouTube. And those shows generally don't get much traction or like those aren't really shows that many people watch or follow and rave about. But then when season three came on Netflix and like as of season three on it's produced by Netflix it got mm-hmm. great reviews and uh, I actually heard from a few people so the homie Basam Issa recommended it to me watch the whole se- series in like two days I want to say maybe three wow. <laughs> and then the fact that my brother Zach also did the same kind of reinforced that okay the show is definitely worth um, consuming and was I not disappointed I was hooked from the start how was it like for you to get into the Cobra Kai universe? So I actually remember when the show premiered like on YouTube Red, like because I, I listen to podcasts about TV and movie all the time. And I remember hearing people talk about this and raving about season one and saying, P- don't dismiss this, even though it's on YouTube, mm-hmm. like it's an it's a quality show. And they even said like the episode's free for a period of time. You can watch one episode at a time. And that's how they did it. So I heard about it like three years ago or four years ago now. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever, you know, because this idea on paper is like, it's doomed to fail. Like you just, you think like a karate kid, like what's happening now? And I I dismissed it right away, basically. (laughs) And it wasn't until I see it on Netflix this year. I think season three dropped early on January 1st, I believe. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And everyone was talking about it. And I'm like, okay, uh, start season one. And I basically watched it all in three weeks too crushed it love i love this show and we're gonna get into like full spoilers here so i hope everyone listening has seen the whole show but uh no one of the best i loved it yeah yeah me too and like i've said in the last few episodes there like now is the time to kind of take in some light-hearted content and for me this definitely was it it's definitely over the top kind of soap opera-esque how everything's like everything's everyone's connected somehow like the son of the rivals being trained by his rival and he's dating the daughter and the son anyways you know like everyone's connected in a very over-the-top way but you're all for it like it's super cheesy some of the things were a little predictable but there's still some good twists and 
whenever you think like there's going to be a reconciliation, a big bomb drops or nothing goes mm-hmm. as it should kind of thing. Like, and this happens in a lot of movies and shows where they'll say like, oh, we'll meet up tonight and everything will be okay. Like, no, there's something that's going to go wrong and throw a little wrench in the plan. And there are a lot of little instances like that mm-hmm. that happen throughout the whole series. So, yeah, I figured we can start talking about season one and just sure. progress through two and three and like the shift in tone as the series evolves but season one was just light-hearted fun so you're basically following johnny lawrence who's the villain in karate kid one he's a daniel larusso's rival he's made to be the protagonist in this series like this guy's just basically been in a time capsule yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of unbelievable how he's been stuck in the 80s and hasn't adapted whatsoever he's just been partying through his 20s 30s even 40s he says in the show but such a likable character from the first scene like i just love how he's kind of like a loser peaked in high school hasn't changed at all really just crushes Kor's banquets <laughs> every, on the daily and how he reluctantly gets back into karate to mentor another kid. So how he becomes like a father figure to Miguel, his um, neighbor's son, which I love that dynamic. Like That's when I was really hooked is when um, he first comes to the aid of Miguel at the um, convenience store, I guess, the corner store when they're pouring yeah. like Pepto-Bismol on his head. Such a rough scene, but I love how He's just kind of indifferent about the whole thing, but he's st- he's just there. Like, you know he's going to intervene, but he doesn't intervene for the right reasons. It's because they push the four kids bullying Miguel, push Miguel on his car. They're like, whoa, 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 boys, boys, like, watch the car. Yeah. And then when he just proceeds to kick the shit out of those four kids, I was dying of laughter in that first episode. Like, that's in, like, the first ten minutes. So, and the whole season's kind of like that, too, just lighthearted. And then later on when there's like, you beat up some kids. And he's like, no, I beat up four assholes. (laughs) (laughs) What I love about Johnny is he says what he thinks. He's not a phony. He's the opposite. Like he just speaks the truth. Whether he's right or wrong, we'll talk about that later. But like, he's a man, he's, he's an honest person. Um, Stuck in the past, like that well said, Eric. And that's the appeal of the show is that whole 80s kick that, seems like it's been going on for the past five years with like tv shows like stranger things and all these sequels to 80s movies that are coming out they're going to be coming out in the theater and like it's a big thing it's a big like fad right now and karate kid like jumped on it and they excel i think they did a great job with their tv show um because like on paper it's it's a weird idea right you're like huh Mm -hmm. so um, no, William Zapka, who play Zapka, who plays, uh, Johnny, like he, he is, he's one of my favorite characters. Uh, episode one hooks you in right away, but then I find the whole, like the, prog- the season one has a great like arc and flow with Miguel's character, basically mm-hmm. like w- what Miguel is in episode one. And then in the last episode, like complete transformation. And I, I love that whole storyline. And the whole school dynamic too. That's one thing the show does really well. The whole high school yeah. uh, part of it, because that's not easy to do. There's a lot of them that fail on TV in TV shows or movies. You have to like make it realistic, but not boring. You have to keep it like us, the viewers stimulated and like into it and not bored. So I don't know. What do you hold? What do you think of the whole like high school aspect? Man, of, I, I was all for it. All the um, 
those dynamics and the relationships that are formed like from Sam dating Kyler, who's one of the worst <laughs> characters on television. Yeah. I absolutely hated his character, but I love how it goes from her, like just following all those relationships. I was yeah. super into it. And obviously you want Sam and Miguel to end up together and then they do in season one. Right. So yeah. I love just seeing them go on their dates and stuff. And I don't know. You're just like, you're rooting for these characters who are two good people to end up together. Right. And like, that's one of the, things you want to see in a relationship yep. in a tv show not the girl the good girl be with an asshole right who kind of downplays how much he cares about her just because he wants to hook up with her to his friends right like when kyler's talking to his friends about like just mm-hmm. hooking up with sam like that's all he cares about right so i was never a fan of his character the scene where they're at the LaRusso's where she brings him over for dinner and they're having the sashimi <laughs> killed me though that was a hilarious me scene too. I don't eat any of this. Yeah. <laughs> just straight disrespect. <laughs> just suck it up and have the sushi, man. But yeah, I mean, Miguel was one of my favorite characters as well. And I love, that's what I loved about season one is that it was really about the karate, the wholesome aspect of getting confidence and f- developing a stronger identity for yourself through the karate. And that's what I think season one had going the most of all the other seasons where it was really about building yourself up through karate whereas we get into the later season like when you talk about realism in high school you're kind of getting away from Hmm. realism in season two and three at what happens in the school right like all the fights and stuff but i think season one did a great job at keeping it grounded miguel's miguel's character was amazing like you said it perfectly from start to finish a full 180 and i love that the season ended with the all valley tournament which is again goes to strengthen what i was saying about it being about the karate and the real, the actual competition and how these characters went from being bullied and oppressed in high school to like kind of running the school in a sense where everyone wants to do karate. Now everyone's signing up to Cobra Kai and they become the cool kids. And eventually they become what Cobra Kai was in karate kid, the villains. Mm -hmm. So that's another transformation that happens in season two, but the lighthearted tone of season one how like characters like Eli, aka Hawk, and Dimitri are total losers in season one, like season one, episode one or two, and then by the end of it, they've really transformed. That's what mm-hmm. I love, like how all the characters progressed, and no one's really lost either. Like they did a good job at developing every character I found in the show. A hundred percent. Like even Aisha's character, like mm, yeah. she used to be friends with. Sa- like we've seen that in other movies and shows, like friends drifting apart heck it's probably happened and like it's happened in my life um Diddle. where you just like lose touch and then like exactly all the side characters have a voice and have a little like personality traits and development that you see mm-hmm. um another thing i liked in season one is the whole like like danny's car lot and like introduce our introduction to his world like he's a big businessman now and he's like his wife works with them and mm-hmm. he's got the anush and louis who i find actually hilarious funny, yeah. i work at yeah <laughs> um they they crack me up in season one <laughs> and then the whole the whole thing with robbie which we're gonna talk more about robbie later when we talk about like our care like favorite characters and stuff Robbie, I find, is one of the things that moves the story along in all the seasons. It's like in season one, we're just like getting a taste of what's to come and like his progression because I find his character changes the most. Mm-hmm. Like, and we'll talk about if that's a good thing or a bad thing, like when we get to season three. 
But I just like the little, the intro to Robbie in season one was well done. You know, he starts off as like a delinquent hanging out with those two absolute like losers, criminals, yeah. I guess we can call them. And, uh, and the whole like, uh, Johnny and Robbie thing, it's hard to watch for me. Like, I'm not a parent, but like, I can't imagine being Johnny and your son thinking about that. Like your son thinking you're like that and not, not having nothing, wanting nothing to do with you, you know? So mm -hmm. I like that. Definitely a tough storyline mm -hmm. and like, it, it's hard to watch like a father who abandoned his son and you, mm -hmm. you can't really blame Robbie for ending up how he did and all things considered, he ended up doing well for himself. Like he's a smart kid. He's um surviving as best as he can with his mother who really isn't there for him either. She's just out there hooking up with guys and drinking on the regular on benders. So now Robbie is definitely an interesting character, very complex. And yeah, he changes the most. I'd say like one of the most dramatic transformations is Hawk also, but yeah. not as um, complex. I'd say like, he just completely reinvents himself through karate and goes from being the kid with a, a lip deformation to um, just a guy with a mohawk, a sick tattoo and, uh, ruthless like he becomes a badass and yeah. I, I loved hawk like the first time he showed up with that mohawk in the dojo i lost it i thought that was hilarious mm -hmm. yeah just so many good characters and a lot of good quotes and um, i wish i had a bunch listed to be honest but johnny i think in season one has the best quotes and actually throughout the whole show i think he has the best quotes just his like quiet <laughs> just yeah. i can't imitate it as well there but and also just yeah. like some profound moments with miguel is one of the things that i love the most like that's another thing that's kind of sad at the same time is that he's closer to his neighbor's son and kind of takes him on as his own son than his actual son robbie but mm -hmm. i also prefer the miguel johnny dynamic so i don't really mind that much i also prefer miguel to robbie but one of the quotes i liked a lot was when johnny tells miguel I wasn't taught the difference between mercy and honor, and I paid for it. If I'm extra hard on you, it's only because you have the potential to be better than I ever was. Like, there are a lot of gems in this show as well. Like, obviously, there Johnny are. is meant to be a funny character, likable because he's funny for sure, but also has this connection with Miguel and just that he wants to make sure these kids don't end up like the, f the former Cobra Kai kids like himself did. Mm -hmm. And also want to bring it back to Daniel LaRusso. I had no idea he was in the show. I thought it was only William Zabka. And so when I saw him, John, John, my God, Ralph Macchio had John Ralphio in my head from Parks and Rec, but yeah, <laughs> Ralph Macchio. So when I saw him in that ad, that's the first time you see him for his auto shop or his um, dealership. I mean, I thought, okay, maybe they got him for a little cameo, but it turns out he's one of the main characters as well. Like the, um, the foil to Johnny. And I love that we get those two storylines, like the two um, night and day, really, how yes. Johnny just has gone down in the dumps and has become a loser, and Daniel has become a winner. While they are different, they have a lot of similarities, they also have their own struggles, and I liked to see that explored a lot. Uh, another, you were talking about like hidden like quotes, basically, and I wrote a quote down, too, because I loved it. The writing in the show is phenomenal, and one of the, I forget who tells Johnny this, but they tell him, like, you can't let the mistakes of, of the past determine your future. And mm. I'm like, that's, that's brilliant because that's exactly what like Johnny is. Johnny is his worst enemy. He's so hard on himself and I feel so bad. Like, and then when something goes right, it's like something happens and then he goes w back to like ground uh, rock bottom or something. And like, he's just, 
he's thinking too much of the past and he needs like he's trying to move on and you see that in the show and it's great to see when he does another thing i liked about the writing in the show is like there's a lot of like uh, pop culture references and i always love that and like once uh there's a scene i believe it's robbie but it could be miguel i think it's robbie though he's, he's like faking an injury to like go out with sam so he starts limping and then as soon as he gets out of the house he starts shaking it off and then sam's like did you just pull off a kaiser sose yeah which good. if you've seen usual suspects it's like it's brilliant yeah, reference yeah good. stuff like that i love but uh moving on to season two yeah yeah we can do that uh, and on the topic of references, there are a few Game of Thrones references too that were really yes, good. He's like, "Oh, yes. we got John and Daenerys there," and <laughs> I think that was Dimitri who says it. And then yeah. Daniel says something to him, and then he goes like, "Oh, I'm more like Sam Tarly." Like he, he's very Dimitri is very self-aware, mm. and he knows what he is. Mm. So he, he was a funny character for sure. Then Dan's like, "Yeah, but Sam Tarly killed a White Walker," yeah. and he's like, "You watch Game of Thrones?" A <laughs> <laughs> uh, good lighthearted. That was moment, good. So. Yeah. yeah. So in season two, the the big shift really happens at the end of season one where Kreese comes back, right? The former yes. sensei of Cobra Kai, like the, the real villain in the Karate Kid. And you know that that's a game changer now. Like he, I knew right away that he was going to try at some point to gain control of Cobra Kai. And that's what I didn't really want to see happen in the sense that like I didn't really want Hawk to be turned but it was very predictable that he would you saw his tendency for all-out violence and not really having a moral compass I knew he would want to which he would always live in the shadow of Miguel he would want to be the new number one under someone who would want to let him go completely like a rabid dog off the leash you know so but I am happy Kreese did come in because he added another layer to the show and um, a separation within Cobra Kai, which ultimately would lead us to having the enemy of our enemy coming together to fight an, a greater evil, which is more more on that in Season 3 recap there. But I really liked Season 2. The main moments that stuck out were obviously the Kreese return, mm-hmm. Miyagi-Do... Then there's obviously the big fight at the end of the season. The finale, like those are yeah. those are the big moments in the season. I do think season one was stronger than two. And when does Robbie start training with them, Mister with the Miyagi Do? Is that in season one or season two? Well, season one, it's like unofficially with Miyagi Do. Like Daniel just trains him one on one, and then at the end calls it Miyagi Do at the All Valley. Like he announces that right. just for the finals, which is a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Crease, the introduction of Crease, uh, season two is my favorite. I'm just going to say oh, it now. Okay. It's like, I love season two because season three exists because of the repercussions of season two. Like season mm-hmm. three is like repairing the damages of season two because season two, a lot happens, a lot changes. There's a lot of new characters like Tori. Mm. I thought Mar- Martin Cove, who plays John Crease, he's like in his 70s. I think he does like a phenomenal, like hats off to him, phenomenal job. Like he's... Oh, I just like hate him. Like, he, uh, great acting is what I'm saying because I hate him, but he does such a great job. And I kind of, I, I'm, I don't know if this makes me like gullible, but I, I kind of bought his story at the beginning. I'm like, maybe he actually, like, I feel kind of bad for Crease, and then, <laughs> then you get like the, the twists or the, the yeah. revelation, and you're like, ah, like I kind of got suckered in like Johnny, you know, a little bit. So I don't know. What about you? Uh, no, I never really trusted him, to be honest. I honestly kind of wanted him to 
not be a villain and actually join forces with Johnny mm-hmm. to teach them the ways that karate should be. But Kreese believes in, truly believes in the three rules of Cobra Kai, right? So even for him having no, yeah, no mercy is the, um, is taking it to the extreme. Whereas we had already seen Johnny say like, okay, we should show mercy. And he kind of felt bad about how things ended at the all Valley, right? Where, um, Miguel didn't show mercy to Robbie at the end of season one, whereas crease would have been all over that. So you're kind of yep. seeing at the end of season one, a shift in Johnny and that he's going to stray away from the hardcore values of Cobra Kai. And that's mm-hmm. why it was the perfect time for the co- the King Cobra to pounce, come back and, take on the students who are going to fully embrace the all well said. violent approach of Cobra Kai. So he was a great addition to the season though, but no, yeah. I never trusted him. Yeah. I love the scene and it's either at the very end of season one, but I think it's season two where Miguel's like, he's like, he, he's so happy one. And then Johnny's like, no, you didn't, you didn't win the right way. And then John, Miguel's like, I genuinely feel for Miguel when he's like, what do you mean? I did exactly what you taught me and mm-hmm. I won. Like, I, I listened to your instructions. Why are you mad that I did that? I won the way I won. Isn't winning the only thing that matters? Mm. So, yeah, you're right. Johnny kind of shifts the uh, shifts his uh, opinion on, like, that last rule, no mercy. Yeah. Because it's not the right way to win, right? Even at the end of the Karate Kid movie, Johnny... It's not happy about... Because in the semis, one of the Cobra Kai just... All he does is injures Danny more and then gets booted out of the semis. And then... So, like, kind of gets a free pass to the finals. And Johnny, at the end of the fight, like, tells like tells Danny, like, good job, like, you fought well. Mm-hmm. This is in the, in the original movie. So, like, Johnny has honor in him deep down. So, like, I like... But, the, but Miguel, you can't, you can't fault him. Like, he's like, I did everything you, you told me and... Yeah. It's even sadder in season three, actually, like the hospital scene. But no, season two for me, every that's where everything happened, and I, I like my jaw hit the floor watching the last episode. I was I remember I was watching it at work in the break room on my phone, and I was like, I can't believe they're go the show's going there, like yeah. showing that amount of violence in a high school. And I think the show's pretty edgy in that sense. Like some of the stuff Johnny says is not really PC. Like you know, like he's calling them like losers, nerds, and freaks in season yeah. one, like in the dojo and, and the nicknames he gives them and yeah. little comments he makes. Like one of the, somebody want, calls uh, Cobra Kai to, to enlist and he's like, boy or girl. And then they answer like, like they don't want to disclose. And then Johnny's like, what, what do you mean? And then he hangs up the phone, like little shots. I think at like society, I yeah. guess Johnny sometimes. So what was your first impression of that? Like, episode 10 high school brawl it was crazy because i was i was talking to basam and zach and they kept telling me like oh let me know when you get to episode 10 so i knew something big was gonna happen (laughs) yeah i mean i thought it was a crazy episode i was definitely team miguel and cobra kai over miyagi do which we'll get into later as well like those two different mentalities going head to head two different groups and i did not like tori though i will say like i was rooting for sam and that situation mm-hmm. i didn't like what happened with her and like how she's no. using that bracelet as an all-out weapon it kind of like um brass knuckles except worse <laughs> and yeah. um uh devastated for miguel though robbie lost respect not that i had much respect for him <laughs> not a fan of robbie either kind of a pita malark situation okay <laughs> that's funny 
<laughs> but, um, I loved the episode. I thought it was wild and, like you said, a game changer for everything that happened in season three. And it set the tone for um, it's not all fun in games anymore. Like it's not just mm-hmm. karate for confidence, self defense. Like karate is something that should maybe be banned from the valley, you know. So it sh- shifted the culture out there. And um, I definitely enjoyed it. And I was happy to see that Sam went back to Miguel and was hoping that he'd make a good uh, recovery. And like, I'm happy she didn't defend Robbie in that situation because he was mm-hmm. definitely in the wrong. There was no cause Absolutely. to push Miguel over the ledge like that. Yeah, crazy. Like, super heartbreaking. Honestly, even when he was falling, I didn't think it would be that serious. I thought they're just making it look dramatic. Like, oh, he's falling. Then you get the upward angle shot of him falling. But then the way he hit the railing so hard and mm-hmm. they really emphasized that this was not a, a something to be taken lightly. So, ah, uh, God, that was, it was very sad, a very sad moment for sure. 100%. I was, like, I... I got goosebumps during that scene. Like, as soon as Miguel eases up, I'm like, uh-oh. And then that's when, like, I lose. It was the per- it was that moment where it's like, I, I ignore everything around me. I'm zeroed in on my screen, and I'm just watching. Mm-hmm. Like, one of those feelings, basically, that I try to describe. I probably tried to describe before, but shocked. And, like, Netflix, like, they did season three, and, like, they chose that darker tone. And I love, in my opinion, I love, like, where the show's heading. Mm-hmm. That, like less some still light-hearted comedy but like more intense especially because of crease basically that's why season two is my favorite though it was like the transition from one like i like every season but two is like that bridge between the two so empire uh, strikes and back it, crease well said <laughs> right isn't that that's pretty much crease is darth sidious i actually have a pretty Thank solid you. star wars comparison for a lot of characters so Kreese is Sidious, Johnny is Vader, Mr. Miyagi (laughs) is Yoda, Daniel LaRusso is Luke, Robbie, like this is kind of weird, but he's kind of like an Anakin. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Miguel is, uh, what do I have? Miguel is Darth Maul. I don't know about that one. That might be a stretch. Like now I'm kind of getting into a stretch here. Um, Hawk, Kylo Ren, like a bit of a rage monster. Yes. And then I guess Sam by default is Leia. I don't know. But uh, the big four, I think, definitely holds up. The Sidious, Vader, Yoda, Luke, 100%. But but Hawk as as Kylo, that's that's a good one, though, because... Sleeper. Hawk... Okay, let's talk about Hawk for a second. Like, I feel so bad for... Like, bullied every day. Like, it's not even his fault. Like... What do you do? I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. And then he's given the opportunity to like to be a badass. Like he's giving these pa- like he he trains in hard. Like he's not just handed powers. He trains hard for them. Mm-hmm. But he be, he overcomes what the bullying and all that. And then kind of resurfaces in season three a little, where you're like, oh, is this gonna go where I think it's gonna go? But no, like he kind of overcomes that too. And he goes deeper and deeper in the dark side. And then, yeah. but deep down, I've always known like Hawk. Like Eli, he's he means well in the end. Like you can see it in the scenes when he's talking to Dimitri about like Doctor Who and mm, the comic yeah. book stuff. Like there's still good in him, and he hasn't gone too far over the edge, which ben Robbie Solo. might have. <laughs> which Robbie might have gone over the edge. That's why Robbie's perfect as an Anakin comparison. It's like we're gonna find out if he's gone like in the season four. Like what's gonna happen there? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we just jump right in season three, which we have been doing all like this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> two and three blend together, right? Yeah. Crushed to see Johnny at the beginning of season three because he feels responsible for what happened to like Miguel. And then he lost his uh, dojo because, you know, he only had a handshake deal mm-hmm. with the owner. So Kreese has full control of that. And those few episodes are tough to watch. I don't know. What, what did you think? Like yeah, same for me. Like, I was hoping it wouldn't go on for too long where, like, Miguel is told that like, he may never walk again or mm-hmm. will never be able to do karate again. That's for sure. So walking would be uh, a miracle, really, if he could even stand on his own feet. And... um even Sam is dealing with PTSD from what happened with Tori. So you definitely feel for her. Even Tori now is on, I think she has a probation officer or something like that. She's yep. on house arrest, kind of just a weird situation. Like not that you really feel bad for her, but basically everyone's dealing with the repercussions of what happened. Robbie's on the run. Now the LaRusso dealership, his name has been tarnished, right? Everyone's reputation has been hurt by this, except for Crease. He kind of comes out on top of it, on top of things. And um, his school is still going strong. Like, he even gets more recruits as the season goes mm-hmm. on. Like, he brings back a Kyler, which I did enjoy him coming back. Him and the other guy, his sidekick who just gets shit kicked by Hawk. <laughs> loved that scene which that kind of gave me um (laughs) fight club vibes like the scene where i haven't seen that movie in such a long time but i do remember where um edward norton just goes off on that one guy and like really messes his face up you know when he's just beating him up on the ground i thought that scene was a a direct parallel to that and um yeah i I never thought of that it was very dark like even just that scene in itself was super dark and you could just imagine like the kid would probably be dead it's kind of like a john snow um ramsey situation again just getting his face caved in but uh, we don't need to dwell on that longer than i already have but yeah no it definitely opens up like right away the tone is set this is a dark season i liked and this was also introduced i think in season two where you get these glimpses of daniel and johnny teaming up together or just having little moments of civility and understanding each other you know like and that was in season two where they go on date night the double date with carmen and um, daniel's wife and i thought that was a great episode i just i wanted to see more of that throughout the whole show like i that's what i've said already on the pod a bunch of times i love it when heroes and villains come together and um to overcome a greater evil so that progression was done super well and that's one of the things i liked the most of season three was the progression in the reconciliation in johnny and daniel's relationship the the scene in the mexican restaurant the double date scene basically so good was fun i was laughing my head off it's hilarious there's so much johnny and danny are so much alike they're the only ones that don't realize that and it's Mm. Like, it all comes through in the end where it's like, they're both too stubborn. Basically, they're very stubborn and they don't want to admit stuff, you know. There's even a scene with them drinking at the bar, I think, in maybe season one or two. It's season one, I think. But they don't last long, those moments. Like, the next day, it's like, oh, we hate your guts or something (laughs) happens. Like, Samantha gets drunk at a party and then, like, Danny's, like, brawling in Johnny's apartment and keeps breaking that TV and the TV breaks again. Uh, which I thought was funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. A good little recurring theme too. Yeah. I think that happens like three, yeah. four times throughout the whole yeah. series. Or, or Johnny with his laptop. I was dying when he brings it back to the pawn. Oh the, yeah. The pawn, the pawn shop. Oh my god, it's broken. Did you try plugging it? Plugging it in. It's like, oh no. <laughs> like everything with the computer is funny. Yeah. Season three though. Um, 
also another thing that was dark though is we we got John Kreese flashbacks like mm -hmm. into his when he was like a marine in, in uh, Vietnam and th those were again darker tone those were pretty dark like that could have easily been a rated R thing like you just throw in a couple like if there was swearing in blood it would just been like a rated R like war movie it was really well done mm -hmm. and brutal and you kind of do I sympathize with Kreese more a little not really okay, good um no like we're supposed to just it's just more background on him to understand why he's doing what he's doing which is basically the no mercy the no mercy thing is like branded in his brain because of so many things that happened in his life it's survival for him yeah. and i like that they showed those flashbacks to be honest i i did not mind that at all and like this the whole like fight over the pit of snakes i, I kind of i quite enjoyed that i don't know what you thought of those flashbacks that was good like more like you said yeah. good uh, good background on crease we did need a bit more on him like mm -hmm. are his are all his stories true that he was even in these war zones and that he was like yeah. a battle tested black ops soldier i did like to see that because i was kind of questioning that in season two when he was getting his um his not his dates and his locations mixed up where yeah. he actually got called out by Miguel saying that it didn't <laughs> no, line up what he was saying. So I was wondering like, is this guy just full of shit and he's trying to scare and impress these kids, but he actually mm -hmm. has gone through some, some crazy hardship. So that was good to see. And I did like the pit of snakes as well. It all comes full circle with this is where Cobra Kai comes from. So I think we got enough of it in season three. And like you said, if this could definitely have been rated R, very violent. And it would have been cool to see, honestly. Like if it was rated R, maybe I would have wanted to see a little more of it. Like more of the psychological transformation of John Kreese, where he goes in, joins the army as like um, with good intentions, right? I don't sympathize for him, though. Definitely not. But no. Yeah. It was cool he, to he, see. He's, he's way more of a villain in season three. Like he's black, like... The scene where he's got his like cigar chopper and he's like threatening the guy, like cutting yeah. off a finger. They did a good job of presenting him as a villain. Like he's a great villain. I, I like him as a villain a lot. Yeah. And uh, Martin Cove does a great job playing him. And we have the like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. The, um, now like now we know like who we're rooting against. So it's it's clear in the sand. Mm -hmm. I just want to bring it back though to like the first few uh, episodes of season three in the hospital where. Miguel looks at Johnny, who like snuck in to to visit him, and says like, "I did exactly what you taught me, and it didn't like I like look what happened." And he asks him like, "Why?" And then Johnny looks at him and says like, "I don't know." And like that crushed me. It's like Johnny does not know what to say. And uh, who, what do you say in that situation? I think I don't know is the appropriate response, mm -hmm. right? Like total like heartbreaking scene. Uh, it's moments like that that make Cobra Kai like more than just like, oh, it's just funny 80s nostalgia stuff. No, it's actually like there's some serious moments. Yeah, sometimes the it's sometimes it's not as original as you'd like. Like you've seen stuff like this before, but it's just like super well acted, great dialogue, great characters that you care for and moments like that that really make the show. And the high school brawl is choreographed, I can I say like perfectly? Like you can... The cam there's not a lot of edits. The camera moves around and follows the action. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like Daredevil did like four or five years ago. Like, mm. just like continuous shots. And I don't know. Like, I thought it was superbly shot. Same like, here. do you agree? Oh, yeah. absolutely. So, I'd love to see the behind the scenes for that. Yeah. Everyone was involved and 
Yeah, it was awesome. And I agree, those hospital scenes were tough to watch. And the whole time you're just rooting for, well, I was anyways, I'm sure it was the same for you. I just want mm. that reconciliation between Miguel and Johnny. Like yeah. like I've already said in the pod, I was more interested in the Miguel-Johnny relationship than the than the Johnny-Robbie relationship mm-hmm. because every time we seem to get closer to some progress something just happens and it kind of seems like there's no hope and that's maybe something that will get fixed in season four but for season three in the immediate present you know that there's a better shot at getting Miguel and Johnny's relationship restored to what it used to be and that's what I cared to see more because you got more of that in seasons one and two and Johnny was so instrumental in shaping who Miguel became that that's what I really wanted to see more of so you're sad yeah. to see that like now Miguel's crushed at what his sensei taught him ended mm-hmm. up being uh, ended up getting him in the hospital and possibly not able to walk again. So I loved seeing Johnny help Miguel yes. walk again. I thought it was obviously everything happened super quickly there like within the span of an episode and a half Miguel's walking again like throwing the crutches out like he's doing karate like not as well as he used to but still like obviously unbelievable but you're all for it nonetheless. Weren't those the best scenes though, Eric? Like when he's trying to get him to like get out of the chair and like lights a fire under him. Yeah. <laughs> does all these tricks. I was like, those were great, tender, but hilarious moments. Mm-hmm. Like just good bonding and it brings him to the rock. The, I was going to say, I the love D the concert. concert. Yeah. Just the foot no, tapping. I, I wasn't sure if he yeah. was going to say anything or just let the moment happen, but I'm, uh, all those scenes were done so well and yeah like the little montage at the start of the next episode after he had like they had been to the concert together the training they did together was super fun to watch and funny like johnny crushing beers at the same time and you know, it was funny good stuff like yeah. they found a good balance between like you said the humor and the light-hearted content and the very serious and touching moments and you do get mm-hmm. a lot of those with daniel and even yes. robbie like their own relationship is something we haven't really talked about much. What did you think of that? Like Daniel taking on Robbie as his surrogate son. Pretty much, son. right? Yeah, that was, I liked seeing it, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's, it can't last. Like you're not, you're not John, you're not Robbie's dad. So it's like, but then he, he basically, he wants a student. Like he yeah. wants to be, Danny wants to be Miyagi, you know, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. And he's teaching like, I love the all the callbacks to the original movie. Those were amazing in season one, mm-hmm. like getting him to do the chores. And no, I really like that dynamic, Eric. But I knew like it's not gonna last. And like, and then Sam joins in season two, and then the, them two are training, and then it becomes like a whole school. Really, really good. But like Danny in season three, his whole soul searching trip to like uh, Okinawa Japan, yeah. in Japan. Yeah, like I really enjoyed that. Maybe that might be the only, maybe a little too long sometimes. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Maybe like maybe my least favorite part of season three, although I enjoyed it, but just like all the coincidences that happen in in Japan, you know what I mean? Like everything, like all the puzzles fit into place and it's like, (laughs) oh, you're saved now. And like all the callbacks to Karate Kid part two, which I haven't watched probably since I was 10. So I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Well, you've pretty much seen the highlights watching <laughs> Cobra Kai, right? Which I enjoyed. Like, I'm glad we got those glimpses yeah. into 
both Karate yeah. Kid two and three. Like they gave good um, callbacks to yes. both those movies, which I haven't seen, but I feel like I have now. Like um, I even thought that when Daniel said that he was once Cobra Kai, I thought he was lying to the kids just to get them to think that okay, maybe because I used to be Cobra Kai, now I can be Miyagi Do. But he actually was Cobra Kai, and I didn't know that. Yeah, the Japan stuff was a little long. It was okay, like a, a good little switch up, and like you said, good um, homage to Karate Kid Part 2, and I wonder mm-hmm. how much more of that is going to come into play, like the moves that Chosen taught yes. Daniel, right? Like we got to see those at the end against Crease, but is that going to be the last of it? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, one, Just quickly on the Robbie Daniel thing, though, like I get it that he wants um, a student and he wants to be Mr. Miyagi, take um, a lost soul under his wing. But I think it's just way too much that he's taken under his rival, his mortal enemy's son. He has no right to be doing this to his, like I said, his rival's son. It's so messed up. And yeah. he has his okay. own kid. I mean, I get that, I guess, um, uh, Anthony is just like a, a, <laughs> a lump. There's no hope of getting anything Gamer. done with this Nintendo yeah. Switch spoiled <laughs> brat. <laughs> funny though so sure yeah, like I'd, i guess i'd rather see robbie in that situation than anthony who's honestly brought nothing to the table so far i hope maybe no. he gets in- incorporated into the fold in season four in their new dojo but man like all of his scenes are just cringe and they yeah. sh- honestly would have been better off just having one like in the show would have been better if he didn't have another son because it now it just makes it so much weirder that he adopted Robbie. Like I get it if he wants to fill that void, he doesn't have a son. Go good point. Snap, poaches Robbie, but he does yeah. have a son, so it's a little out there, I think, and it's my take on it. Well, well said, actually. I didn't think of it. I didn't think of that at all. Um, but okay, back. <laughs> I don't know if this moment made you roll on the floor laughing, but me, this was probably my the funniest thing I've seen in the show is when Dimitri first approaches Danny for lessons, and then Danny spends the day trying to teach Dimitri, and Dimitri will not shut up. Yeah. Everything he's saying, I was dying. Like he's just complaining about everything, yeah. or everything hurts. Out, and then Danny's face was pretty much my face, like. Oh my god! Like, just <laughs> like, come on! He's like, I got long arms. I can't do this. Oh, hilarious! Yeah, that was funny for sure. I, I I like Dimitri. I think like yeah, he's a little whiny and and like he comes off as kind of a smartass sometimes with his comments, but like his what him and Eli basically at the end of season. Like I liked what what happened there. The whole dynamic, you know, brutal when he gets his arm. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah, just that that sound point. effect. That just oh. That was wild. Oh. So I'm just going to say I was not a fan of Dimitri. <laughs> and I was rattled when he got the best of Hawk in the school fight. <laughs> like I was like, come on, man. This guy just started training. Hawk's a proven number two in True. Cobra Kai. He's been training since early season one. And Dimitri, like you said, has been <laughs> listing off excuses as to why he can't train and do karate. Totally unbelievable. But I, I saw it coming, too. Like, you see the progression of the scene hawk is just hunting his prey down this gerbil on the run and (laughs) you know he's gonna end up flipping the script and pops hawk i am happy though they did reconcile in season three but yeah the arm cracking was brutal and i kind of thought that hawk wasn't gonna do it like there you kind of see the glimpse that he's he knows what he's doing is wrong and that Mm -hmm. 
this is his oldest friend, his best friend. He shouldn't be doing this. So I didn't really want Hawk to break Dimitri's arm, despite having proclaimed my disdain of Dimitri. Mm-hmm. I still didn't want that to go down. So that was brutal, which then ultimately leads to Dimitri getting pity points from Yasmin, another unbelievable storyline, but that's whatever. Yeah. You know, just accept yeah. it. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, that was maybe over the top. Like Moon but, okay. Hawk, you can believe yeah. Hawk yeah. is just a but beast. Hawk, you don't you don't put a tattoo right away there. That's that yeah, was a little, a little much. I'm like, I'm like rookie move. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, the Hawk, the arm breaking scene. Hawk's desire to stay with the cool kids there overpowered his like reason of I should not be breaking my best friend's arm. Like I love like you could see the battle in his mind. Like in his head, he's debating like. What if I do it or don't do it? What are the consequences? And I guess it, it was worth breaking the arm there to stay with, like, to stay cool, mm-hmm. to to not be rejected by Cobra Kai. Like, I love so. the whole hot, like, until the very end where he's like, you know what? Why am I like sticking with these guys? Yeah. And then he flips. He literally flips the switch and then changes sides mid battle, yeah. which was a another great choreographed yeah. action sequence, like in the Larusso house. <laughs> which How is amazing like, was that? Come on, kids! Like, you're why, yeah. why are you trashing these people's homes? Like, I oh. thought that was a bit much, but yeah. great fights. Oh, you're angry. angry. Yeah. No, but you know when you see, I, I'm sure this happened in your life. Like when you see red and you do not care about any collateral damage, like. You'll punch, you'll slam oh, your hand. Like me in with these Cobra Kai delinquents. Okay. I've never seen red. I'm just saying like, when you lose your temper. I'm a pretty calm guy. Never been sure, in a I've fight, never really so. seen you angry. Yeah, I've never really seen you no. angry, actually, now that no, I think no, no. of it. But I've, I've had those moments where it's like, I just, ugh. And that's what the Tori and Sam thing is. Tori, like, every time she sees Sam, it's like, warrant like red a red alarm goes off in her head like oh i must attack or i must Mm -hmm. i have to go after her and which is scary i feel sam's like like fright there like (laughs) like got a psycho person after you basically (laughs) and she probably like who knows what she'll do she put on like a a spiked uh bracelet and scarred you so i'd be afraid too and they do those scenes delicately like between uh, sam and her dad talking about it like, at first, she doesn't want to open up, but then she kind of slowly does. That was well done, I thought. Not too, uh, not too like, soap opera-ish or uh, dramatic. Just, like, the perfect amount. So, mm-hmm. no. Season 3 was extremely solid. And I can see why everyone was waiting the arrival of Season 3, like, on Netflix. Like, okay, Season 3 is dropping soon. Like, there was hype. But then as soon as season three dropped, it's like a whole bunch of new viewers like ourselves jumped on the Cobra Kai train and can't wait for what's to come, right, Eric? Me too. And um, before we get into season four, we did get a few questions. So do you want to do the question segment first and then we can uh, see where that leads us? Sure. Yes. So I'll actually be calling in some cavalry for this question segment. A big fan Ooh. of the Cobra Kai show wanted to join for this, so I'll just be giving this person a call. Hello? Yo, yo, yo. So, making his sixth appearance. This one a little more <laughs> impromptu and uh, a little last minute, but we're bringing on the homie, big diehard fan of the Cobra Kai show, friend of the program. You listeners love this guy, Basam Issa. Say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? I was patiently, patiently waiting for this call. I thought he just forgot about me, but uh, <laughs> here. No, 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 of course not. 
Um, so yeah, we've gone to the questions segment, and you actually had a few questions for us, but Sam, so I thought you could kick us off first and um, give us your questions for um, oh, Cobra damn. Kai. Okay, hold up. All right, uh, my first question is to you, Eric. Uh, when you become famous for your extra roles, you can pick <laughs> one student from any of the three dojos to be your bodyguard. Who would it be and why? Well, Basam and Matt, you both know that I'm a huge Hawk guy, so you'd probably think that that would be my answer, and you're both correct. I'm going Hawk all day because the guy would not let anything happen to me. This guy would see me as his sensei now. Having learned from John Creasy, he'd be completely ruthless, and if I told him, if he saw anyone come at me, he's snapping their arms like he did Dimitri, no hesitation. He hit, slightly hesitated for his best friend. You think he's going to hesitate for someone he doesn't know who's trying to attack me? No chance. Hawk, all day. That's my answer. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy. I knew you were going to pick Hawk, but I wasn't expecting that elaborate description. Thank you. Oh. All right. I have... Another question for Matt. Okay. And it's you can pick one character in the entire show, any character, to binge watch any movie series with you. What character would it be? And what series? Oh, this is tough because I can go, I can like, see the first two characters, uh, I'm going to give a cheat answer. It'd be like, I'd either pick Dimitri or Sam, (laughs) but like for different reasons, you know? Dimitri'd be like we'd be binge watching like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars and like geeking out about it and then Sam it would be well I think Sam's like the best looking girl in the show and then we'd be watching like you know something that she'd want to watch you know Twilight Divergent and it would just be a good time you know (laughs) I gotta disagree with you there though best looking girl in the show moon hands down Ooh, really honestly like it's a toss-up between moon and Sam for different reasons. If you're looking for, a, like, a wife, you got to pick Sam. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> yeah, Tori ain't bad either, actually. Yeah, I yeah, know. Great questions, but Sam. Great answers, Matt. Dimitri, Lord of the Rings, would be pretty funny. Like, you know, the guy's yeah. just coming up with quips on the spot. and uh, <laughs> it'd be, He's like a be commentary. Funny for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, but Sam, mm-hmm. I thought we could keep you on the line here and just go through the other questions that we got, and you could also answer as a guest of honor. So I'll be reading the, the next questions. The next question we got was from my bro, Zach, big Cobra Kai fan as well. His question was, how many more seasons should we expect from this show? But Sam, what do you think? Uh... I actually thought about that after I finished. It's The thing is, it's such an easy show to watch, like these 30-minute episodes. I binged the all three seasons in two days. Wow. But I also don't want them to ruin the show, right? Like how many, how many uh, All-American karate tournaments can they do, right? How many different dojos could, could be open? How many different rivals can be created? To be honest, I don't know. Like one or two more good seasons and I'd be satisfied. Uh, what about you? I just I think honestly season four should be the last season, and but I would, could tolerate a fifth season too. I just don't want them to uh, kill the show, like the Sam said. Like don't make it too long. I'd be satisfied with season four ending everything. I could I'd be okay with it ending at season four to be honest because everything's built up to this point now where Crease has got to go and this is their chance to get rid of him. I don't I don't see them losing to Cobra Kai in season four. 
that would be the end of the show, I think. If they, they beat Crease at the All-Valley at the end of Season 4, that's it. Then, if they lose to Crease at the end of Season 4, then you're opening the door for a fifth and final season at that point. Right, because like you said, how many yeah. more of these tournaments are we gonna see? How many more dojos are we gonna see? I, I think we've seen all our dojos. Like it's Miyagi Do, or now Miyagi Do and uh, Eagle Strike Force or whatever Fang. they're called. Eagle Fang, <laughs> Eagle Fang or something. Eagle Fang, yeah. Eagle Fang, something like that. And then against Cobra Kai, so yeah, one or two more seasons. I don't want like season six. It'd be it would be mm-hmm. getting old. I It'd think at that point. Bit, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, good question, Zach. Thank you. The next one is from our Matt and I's cousin, Sarah. So, her question was, is the show too cheesy or a faithful modern representation of the original Cobra, Karate Kid movie? Zach? I can go first? Yeah, go for it. Um, I think it's like the perfect level of cheesy. And mainly because... The setting of the whole show is like this hyper karate verse, right? Like it's meant to be cheesy. These crazy school fights, uh, all the rivals. um, I don't know. Like season one cheesiness, I love the most. Agreed. Uh, With the with the crazy fight happened at the end of season season one, right? The school. No, that's the end of season two. End of season two. Okay, my mistake. Then the end of season two, that fight was extremely cheesy like how are you gonna have this entire sequence going on in school no one's breaking it up there's no cops called there's no (laughs) principals or teachers getting involved there's just this giant school fight that breaks out that i don't know doesn't one of the teachers get clapped though like doesn't one of the teachers try to intervene (laughs) he just gets like destroyed yeah i don't know i think it's the perfect level of cheesy not too cheesy it's still really enjoyable Season one resembles more of the Karate Kid movie. Like I just rewatched it, and that movie is cheesy. I mean, it was made in the '80s. It's got all those those '80s hits. Like the soundtrack's pretty good, but it is super. Like the songs are extremely cheesy. And season one captures it beautifully, a perfect mirror. And then season two strays a little more further away from it. And then season three strays away from the Karate Kid movie a lot. So. They did a good job starting off the show, like mirroring the movie and like capturing the same atmosphere. So yeah, they did a great job. Okay, well said. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like the perfect blend of cheesiness and faithful um, homages to the Karate Kid movies. And like we've already talked about early in the episode, they're like good um, Easter uh, references to Karate Kid Part Two and Three. So. Uh, perfect balance and now i wonder are they going to be able to incorporate more moments from those three movies in seasons four and or five that we'll see going forward right like are they going to be incorporating a jaden smith's rendition of karate kid going forward i I would have said more so are they going to be incorporating a hillary swank (laughs) uh, karate kid because the fourth one with with the mr miyagi is with hillary swank so i don't know you know what that could be that could be a um, another rival for another season. So that's the thing. Like, Kreese calls in somebody at the end of season three, right? Did yeah. he call Hillary Swank, who had, I guess, been <laughs> turned? Who knows? No. Yeah, no. you never know. No, didn't he call the guy that owed him his life? True, true, flashbacks? true, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. I'm thinking, like, not that I've seen, I haven't seen Karate Kid 3, but could be 
Terry Silver, right? That character who uh, didn't he train Daniel when he went to Cobra Kai? Yeah. Oh, damn. So Good call. So could be him, right? I think that's isn't that also the guy that Kree saved in the in the Vietnam War? Yeah. When yeah. he took his spot to fight the what, the other guy? Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So that guy is definitely coming back, and yeah, we'll uh, see what happens. And the last question that we got was from my homie David Etienne Pigeon. So his question was. Do you think that Daniel LaRusso will teach what he learned in Japan to his students to beat Cobra Kai? But Sam, what do you think? 100%. Like, they, that's what they built up to, right? Like, he chosen my chosen? guy. Chosen? The scroll. Yeah, Chosen's dope. Gave him that secret scroll that he wouldn't show him at the beginning uh, when he first got to Japan. So, 100%. He's going to be using whatever he learned in Japan, whatever's in that scroll, all these these new moves there's that um that one move he showed him was a pressure point move mm-hmm. yeah. definitely gonna teach that to students uh, i don't see why they wouldn't man they, they're building up for that so yeah i think he'll show them the moves but he'll be a little reluctant reluctant at first but he will eventually show it show them that's my take mm-hmm I think they're going to have to because they'll see like they're out. Maybe like you said, Matt, like he'll be reluctant at first, but then he'll, they'll see the cavalry that Kreese has brought in, uh, mm-hmm. Terry Silver, Hillary Swank, who knows, <laughs> and then he'll have no choice but to like unwrap the scroll. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Like, they did emphasize, like they spent a lot of time in Japan in season three, so it had to has to lead up to something more than just the pressure points at the end of season three and Daniel getting his um, dealership up and running again. So I, I think so too as well. He also had a question. Um, his other question was, do you think Johnny and Daniel will team up? So I think that while the end of season three doesn't, it hints that, or makes it seem like they will be teaming up, I think they'll still be bumps in the road. I don't think their yes. relationship is fully mended. They're obviously going to have differences of opinion and have different um, mentalities on how they want to approach things, like the training, for example. But I do think ultimately they will team up. I think so. Yeah, no, I totally agree. They're definitely going to clash, but I don't know. To, to end off the show, it's going to be have it's going to have to be them two as a team taking on whoever Crease, Hillary Swank, like you said. <laughs> I think there there's going to be a lot of like comedic moments between them disagreeing on stuff when they're teaching, and that'll be like the first half of the season four, and it'll be hilarious. And but then they're going to have to like. They're going to have to put their differences aside and just, like, get the job done. And I think Johnny and Danny are two characters that, like, even at the end of the day, I, I never think they'll be, like, good friends. They're always going to have... They're going to they're gonna be more respectful towards each other. Like, when the show ends, they're going to, like, acknowledge each other. But they're never going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to invite you to go to the restaurant. Like, I think there's always going to be some weird friction in between them because of just their childhood and the way things went down. There's always going to be a, something weird, but they're going to respect each other. Like at the end of the f- series finale, they're just gonna, they're going to respect each other and acknowledge, like, oh yeah, we were we were both too prideful and we couldn't see our we couldn't see our our mistakes we made. But there'll always be something between them, though. I find, mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. That's, yeah, yeah, and that's what we love too. Like we love seeing them agree on stuff, but we also love to see them bicker and uh, mm-hmm. just chirp each other. So it just makes for good television overall. 
since we're talking about season four, and like this has been part of the question, there we'll just add on to this. Like, what what do you think we're gonna see from a, a Robbie in season four? Is he gonna be redeemed and become a good guy, or is he gonna fully embrace the villain role under Crease and be his acolyte, if you will, his full on Sith apprentice? I I like Robbie, as you know. I really liked him. I like this character a lot. Um, I do want to see him. Uh, I do want to see like a come up. Maybe he joins back with his dad. And the thing is, we need a main villain for Crease. And I'm trying to think of who else it could be. If it's not Robbie, maybe Kyler. Uh, and and the chick is still there, Tori. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of want. I kind of want her to come to the good side too. So there's a lot that could happen. Um, we just have to wait and see, I guess. <laughs> Matt, Matt is not on board with that idea. No way. No, and neither am I, to Tori, be honest. Not I Tori. don't want to see... Yeah. Tori can't be redeemed, to be honest. No, like You kind of feel bad for her. Like She's in the struggle caring for her mother, but she took it too far. There was no, really no need for that kind of gratuitous violence at the end of Season 2. But anyway. That's kind of hypocritical, don't you think? With uh, <laughs> you and your love for a hawk. <laughs> But I mean, I did say that. Like, I said earlier in the episode, you'll hear when you hear the whole thing that I was okay, hoping okay. that he wouldn't do it, and he took it too far. There, I did. I did say that. If you run the tape back. Okay. But, okay. Anyways, back on Robbie or Tori, Matt thoughts. So like the Robbie season four is going to be his climax, his point where he decides which path he's taking. You know, the Sith or the Jedi, the light or the dark. <laughs> Is he going to become Darth Vader or go back to Anakin? <laughs> like, it's it's literally going to... We're going to find out probably within, like... Episode 5, 6, 7 will be, like, his, like... He's making his call. He's deciding. Because he either... He won't like what Kreese is feeding him. Like, he's not going to drink the Kool-Aid anymore. Or maybe he's drunk too much Kool-Aid already and the prison's already made him, like, a hardened... <laughs> like, bat, like, no going back, you know? And he might be, like, the... Tra- like, the... He might be the villain in the last episode. Like, he might... And then we'll be talking about Cobra Kai as, like, the whole Robbie went from super pure and good training with Sam to, like, anyone can become evil. You know, you go through Juvie you know and... That's true, Matt. You yeah. bring up a good point. I didn't think of that at first. With him being in, in, in jail, they, mm. they're building up for, like, his, his villain season for sure. Because he kind of found himself in jail as this maybe, like, relentless doesn't hold back kind of guy mm-hmm. um it's a good point actually i didn't think of that mm-hmm. so maybe season four is all villain and then the fifth season if there is one will be a rebuilding of like robbie's like refining happiness and st- i don't know I'd be it's gonna be really 100%. interesting five seasons yeah. If, yeah. if that's how it goes i'd be satisfied yeah robbie's definitely a tragic hero like you 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 gotta feel bad for the guy but I never rooted for him in any of the seasons or situations. Like, you know, I was always anti-Robbie. And <laughs> yeah. I, Fair I, I think he does deserve to be redeemed, though. You're not judged by the mistakes you make in the past. It's about how you learn and grow from them. I think everyone deserves a second chance. That's been a big theme of the show. So yeah. would be would be nice to see him get redeemed. <laughs> But you do for need sure, villains still, sure. though, right? Like And like you said, is yeah. is Kyler strong enough to be a primary villain no. under Kreese? So. No, he's not. He's a one-dimensional doorknob who's good <laughs> at wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And doesn't like sushi. Yeah, that, that was weird. 
Like a rich Cali kid that, that doesn't true. like sushi? I don't his know. His character's not strong enough to hold a season on his own, for sure. No. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for joining us for this uh, little uh, surprise guest appearance. Sixth time on the program. Short and sweet. But not the last. Yeah. Sure, sweet. Thanks for calling me in, man. Yeah. I enjoyed the talk. Like you guys know, I love Cobra Kai. I would have loved to actually be on the whole episode, but, you know, next time. <laughs> maybe maybe when the next season uh, there you uh, go. comes yeah. out, we'll, we'll, we'll get a pod about it. Absolutely. We'll get that Good going idea. for sure. Thanks for All coming right, on. Cool. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Peace, man. Bye. Peace. So, yeah, thanks, Basam. Great chat. Um, yeah, good questions. Thanks a lot to everybody for the questions as well. Good stuff. Good discussion. Yeah, I mean, that was those were some of the points I had written. We already touched on there. Like, will Robbie be turned? It's It could go either way, right? And, um, mm-hmm. There's only, like, the, the last thing I think we should talk about is the whole Cobra Kai versus Miyagi-Do, mm-hmm. like, philosophy. Okay. And my, my mother, who's only seen the first season of the show, asked me, like, is the, the question, her question would be, like, is the show trying to make Johnny more of the good guy than Danny? Like, is, it, is the show trying to tell us, like, his way is, we got to, like, listen to Johnny, his way is better. Um, but you kind of find out more in season two and three, like, that he even admits that he's wrong. Like, that whole strike first, strike hard, no mercy. We know, I don't think anyone can look me in the face and tell me, like, that, that's 100% true. Like, that's exactly how everyone should live. Like, I don't, I, I, I mean, I hope you agree with me. Like, that's not... I think both ways are not the right way, basically. Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do, it's like a happy medium, right? And that's what we're going to see in season three is like the blend of offense and defense, being um, mindful of your opponents, your feelings. And Mm -hmm. um, like it's life is gray, right? Like there are very few things that are black and white. And I think that's what they're presenting us for throughout the first three seasons is that they're both trying to present their points of view as being the right way when we see through their ups and downs that neither one really had it figured out. And we do need, it's a a greater life lesson to come together with your, who you consider be your enemy or someone you have conflict with that together you can achieve more. And that just applies to life in general. Right. Yeah. Like what Mr. Miyagi said in the, in the movie in karate kid, he's like, Daniel, you need to find the right balance. Like not Mm -hmm. just for karate, but for life, it applies to life. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, just quit like I don't want to get into a whole like philosophical debate but like the no mercy thing only ends up turning everyone against you like you're everyone's enemy and the whole always defense all the time like be passive I think that sometimes doing nothing only ends up making actually things worse like you're kind of like you're making things worse by being passive you know like if if you see something happening you're like no I don't want to get involved you might be just as guilty actually Mm. that that's just my opinion that's kind yeah. of exemplified with Sam not stepping mm-hmm. in when Dimitri's on the ground. Like, not that maybe she would have um, completely changed the outcome of that situation, but there was a, a lengthy period between the time where Dimitri is pinned, Hawk has him down, and Sam is being called to mm-hmm. to come out of hiding. And maybe she could have done something, tried to convince Hawk not to break Dimitri's yeah. arm. Like, she was too passive and too scared, like... You do have to overcome your demons. And by being too afraid of Tori in that moment, and she feels the blame for that too. Like she outright says that she felt responsible for Dimitri getting his arm broken. So a lot of factors in play. But yeah, that's super well said, man. Like being too passive is not the way to be. And being too aggressive and no mercy will just make everyone hate you. So again, that 
that balance. Mr. Miyagi has all the answers. But I was more of a Cobra Kai guy for sure than a Miyagi Do <laughs> nice. guy. I thought their mentality was just too soft. Not that I'm obviously a fan of like the hardcore, no mercy mentality there, but I, I just preferred Johnny's scenes where like how he trained his students yeah. than um, Daniel's very um, zen way of teaching. It's just more boring too, right? Like as a viewer, you want to see some yeah. like, quiet and like Johnny yeah. just chirping his students is always funny. So Johnny's dialogue is gold in those scenes. And my favorite part of the show is seeing Johnny's like evolution of like his way of teaching and just him, the way he teaches makes me laugh. It's just, mm-hmm. it's great, especially in season one. Yeah. And he, he, he discovers the truth. Like, no mercy is actually, like, bull, it's bullshit, you know? it's No mercy is the easy option. It's, like, the way of not caring and just going all... Like, it's actually super hard to be merciful. No mercy is that easy, cheap, be angry at everything, use your anger to do this. Mm-hmm. And this, like, applies to every situation. Like, Using how easy is to it to be angry? Side. And Yeah, how easy is it to be angry? And how hard is it to, like, actually, like why are you angry? You know, like the whole Yoda thing, like anger leads to suffering, that yep. whole speech in Phantom Menace, like that's brilliant. Big time. And this applies here, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these movies and shows all, all teach us great life lessons, right? Like the mm-hmm. way of the, the Jedi versus the Sith. The Cobra Kai Star Wars um, parallels are just out of this world. It's unreal. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... A lot to dissect in this show. I think we did a good job in uh, this yep. episode and super fun. Honestly, it made me want to rewatch the show because there's a little a bunch. Since I binge everything so quickly, even Basam like forgot in which season that the whole the the school fight scene happens and mm-hmm. it's there's definitely rewatchability in this show and for the dialogue and the progression of the characters. Like I'd strongly recommend if you've listened to this whole episode and have never seen Cobra Kai, it's still worth a watch. And if you have watched the whole show, like throw it on again like i definitely will at some yeah. point before season four can't wait for that like yeah we haven't even mentioned like everything that happens in the show and we yeah. even admitted admitted some amazing characters such as like stingray i don't know what you thought about <laughs> him but he was amazing stingray <laughs> no, was in all goof. serious i <laughs> yeah, love when he goof. like tries to take on this new identity he's like from now on i shall be referred to as stingray and then johnny's like okay fatso get in line <laughs> <laughs> that was great no he, he was comic relief yeah like, no there's a lot of moments like that in the show we haven't even touched on that some other I mean, big karate yeah. kid characters right like at the end of season three that was a huge one the re- a returning character ali oh frig yeah elizabeth she was yeah i love that actress by the way i for completely we brushed over her yeah that was a great her. episode yeah, and I, I'm, I like how they brought her back in. It wasn't too yeah, much. And exactly. um, I'm glad that she didn't completely derail what was set up and built up with Johnny and Carmen, right? Like, that's something I was a little worried about is that throughout the seasons, we've seen the development of their relationship and, like, you're rooting for them to get together. And then they finally do hook up. And then, mm-hmm. at the st- like I said at the start of the episode, at the start of that episode where Ali comes back, Carmen leaves Johnny's apartment and, sh- and says, like, oh, are we going to, we'll get together tonight. And then, of course, what happens? Ali's in town. He goes for lunch with her. They almost kiss. She, he goes to a party with her. It's, like, classic. As soon as she said, we'll meet up tonight, I knew they weren't going to meet up tonight and something was going to happen. It's, like, those, those situations where when a date and time is set, it is normally never 
um, reached in a movie or show. Kind of like um, the last time Anakin and Obi-Wan see each other, when uh, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan goes to Utapau, he says, the next time I'll see you, you'll be a Jedi master, or something like that, Like, right? And they obviously, the next time they do see each other, it's on Mustafar, and yeah. Obi-Wan ends up decapitating, or not decapitating, yeah, cutting Anakin in half, yeah. so. Things are never as they are presented to be. And those are just, like, TV and movie tropes that we see all the time, so, like, not, nothing wrong with that. No, 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 nothing at all, nothing at all. Yeah, but no, it's it's... Like to reiterate what we've been saying, highly recommend the show. And everyone I've recommended the show to, like, loved it. Like, I got my sisters watched it all now. She loved it. Nice. Or, I mean, maybe not as much as me, but she really enjoyed it. And she even went back and watched the movie. Like, I think people are discovering the Karate Kid movie now. And even mm. that's what Ralph Macchio was saying. I think I read an interview where he's like, "Oh, people are like rediscovering the '80s movie for the first time, or discovering, not rediscovering." Mm-hmm. Um, but which is great right so. yeah great stuff mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's a good place to wrap it up there like if you haven't if you've never seen yeah. the movie karate kid throw it on great flick maybe yeah. omit two and three because you'll get a good recap of everything that every all the major events that <laughs> happened in cobra kai so definitely watch karate <laughs> kid and then watch cobra kai again or for the first time yeah man great great chat on it any final notes for the listeners this is the perfect show to watch right now, what we're going through. Agreed. Like, a lot of us are just stuck at home, and this is a perfect escapism, basically. And I always, I'm pretty sure I talked about escapism in the last episode or the one before, like, kind of how, yeah. This is the perfect show for that, basically. Easy to watch. It's only, like, 300 minutes a season, right? So, like, you can watch it in two days like some of our listeners did <laughs> with Sam. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just highly recommend. Go check it out, people. Yeah, great stuff. So yeah, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe. Love you all. Be sure to like and subscribe. It helps us a lot, so you don't miss an episode. And yeah, peace. <laughs>